the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's pronounced Paxlovid. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Take it easy, Kamala Harris. This means something totally different than when Willie Brown used to say it. And you're a big shot now. You can keep your clothes on. In the meantime, NVIDIA stock. Remember, Squirrel, when I told you, you want to buy this. Paul Pelosi exercises call option. NVIDIA stock is at $131. It closes today at $177. Yet somehow the media wants you to believe Paul Pelosi lost money. Sure he did. But these are the same pathological dimwits that want you to believe it's a bull market and Joe Biden is not suffering from either dimension or long haulers. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. (laughs) I tell you what. I I, I think it's, I used it. (laughs) No, Paxlovid, including me. There's another drug you may want to skip in the future. It obviously makes you stupid where you can't keep your train of thought and you go to that old man. I'll tell you what, Jack. He forgot the Jack, though. He left off the Jack. But uh, he wanted to blame Donald Trump for COVID. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was severely ill. Thankfully, he recovered. When I got COVID... Yeah. You really, anybody believe he says, thankfully, he recovered? It's like when I say, hope you pulled through, he didn't mean it. COVID, I worked from upstairs to the White House, and the office is upstairs, and uh, for the, that five-day period. The difference- That's because the White House has been turned into a convalescent home since you've been there. I mean, after all, do they really th- make you get up 14 times to go to the bathroom, or they just put you in a bedpan? What, what's the deal there, Joe? This is vaccinations, of course, but also three new tools free to all and widely available. You don't need to be president to get these tools to be used for your defense. In fact, the same booster shots, the same at-home tests, Are you ro- the same attention treatment that I got is available to you. Uh-huh. My administration has made sure that all Americans across the country, from all walks of life, uh-huh. have free access to those tools. All right. COVID was killing thousands of Americans a day when I got here. That isn't the case anymore. No, today it killed 432. A year ago, it killed 275. But the infection rate today with Joe Biden and the Democrats vaccine and all their wonderful tools of different various Pfizer profit machines that they can't pronounce, 128,000. Hold on, the little Drudge Report flipped on me. This is compliments of Drudge Report. 128,731 today. Last year. 56,000. So for for those of you that still might not have flipped the channel and went to CPS school, that's 
worse by 100%, dummies. So he's going to tout his success when the fact is more people have died, died, been sick, hospitalized, all the rest of it under this dimwit in diapers than Trump. It's not even close. Granted, the media doesn't want you to know that, but they also don't want you to know that 75% of even those dumb enough to vote Democrat are sick and tired of this pathological whore. You can live without fear by doing what I did, get boosted, get tested, and get treatment. At the same time, my administration remains vigilant. Right now, we have the tools to keep you from getting severely ill or dying from COVID, but we're not. But, 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 but more people are dying this year than last year. Hey, 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 stupid. Stupid. What's your answer for that? Then again, who look who I'm turning to for answers. You got any answers? Or are you just going to turn to Jerome Powell, captain of the insider trading team? Stopping there. Earlier this week, we had a conference at the White House for about the next generation of vaccines. Uh-huh. With the goal of keeping people from getting sick in the first place. What about dying? Because, you know, there's a pesky little fact that you can't get this information in this country or on this continent. But you can get it in merry old, jolly old England, where they still believe there's blue bloods and they're all praising the queen. Is she still alive? Has anybody got a test? Are you certain? You certain she's alive? I'm not sure she was alive last year. So hundreds more people uh, are dying per week in England and Wales than usual. And it's not from COVID. Huh. Office for National Statistics. Um, COVID deaths for the UK, week of the 24th of June ending, 346 people died from COVID. Uh-huh. Um, not all of those from COVID, some of those were with COVID. Uh, 17th of June, it was 309. But the total deaths registered in the UK were 12,278. Uh-huh. This is the key thing. This is nearly 16% above the five-year average. You know what the difference is? 16% above? You know what You know what changed in all that time? It's one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet. And all kinds of different... I think they're called side effects now. They used to be called... Or no, they're, they're called side events. They used to be called side effects. Now they're side events. The side event is uh, about 1,200 people a, a month are dying more now than they did five years ago. Probably has nothing to do with the vaccine. Maybe it's fentanyl. Maybe it's fentanyl, because we have a big problem here. Of course, they have a secure border. Uh, maybe it's suicides, because, you know, Democrats are in office. Whenever a Democrat's in office, suicide rates skyrocket. Or maybe it's just the uh, gangland slains in the Democrat hubs. But uh, you're not living longer. Things aren't better. And the economy isn't working. That's why they had to. The Federal Reserve hiking interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point, bringing uh, the funds right now to a range of two and a quarter to two and a half percent. The Federal Reserve making plain and saying that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate in the months ahead. The committee is on track as well to be continue reducing its balance sheet. It's at a reduced rate not right now, $47.5 billion, and route to increasing that by to $95. I've always still, you know, I, I get financial expert after financial expert. I've got professors. I do, I've done some phenomenal interviews with some, some real talent. Nobody can answer the question, who's making all the money? When they increase the rate, who could it be now? I think it's the insider trading cult cartel on lending, and that's why they're all taking us here. But in the meantime, let's get back to what the real problem is in the country. We have a dementia patient pretending to be president. Getting COVID at all, even getting it. Let me close with this. Over the past 18 months, my administration has left no stone unturned in our fight against this pandemic. None. We brought down deaths by nearly 90% since I took office because of the help of all the people in this 
Rose Guard. You know, you're going to tell your grandkids one day, Squirrel, because you're a young man. You were alive when the greatest pathological liar, and this is saying something, in American history pretended to be the president. You were alive. Watching this man lie is like watching J.B. Pritzker eat dessert, Mozart play the piano, Paul Pelosi do a shot. This is an artist, baby. Listen to this. You would think it's actually, see, he's successful, and the vaccine isn't killing people, and it's really helping. Business and schools responded. Grandparents are hugging their kids and grandkids again. Yeah. Weddings, birthdays, <laughs> celebrations are happening in person again. Uh-huh. So let's keep emerging from one of the darkest moments in our history. We're not going to do that until you are ripped out of office by your starch collar and your dead hair plugs. In the meantime, the inconvenient truth. Double the amount of people are dying and infected this year than last year. More people have died under this idiot than Trump. In fact, the reaction to both could only be perceived this way. If everyone covered for Joe Biden, I mean everyone, this illegitimate buffoon has destroyed virtually every aspect of America as we know it, the economy, the healthcare system, the tranquility. All of these are going to be reasons that he runs again. Or wait a minute, is he going to run again? Because they don't seem too excited about him running again. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for a second term? Yeah, I, you know. That, that's an easy question. It's not going to take long. Do you want to see Joe I, Biden I don't run? want to answer that question because we have not, that's not, yeah, I don't want to answer that question. Okay. Um, I mean, he's the president and he has the right to, to run for a second term. Absolutely. Well, she is brilliant after all. That's Cori Bush. And if she's not the dumbest, she's clearly in the top three of people to ever be in Congress. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. Now that idiot still doesn't want to answer if Joe Biden should run again. That's how bad he's doing. So I could give you all kinds of statistics with different ethnicities of where he is. But when you can't keep the morons who shouldn't be in the position they're in to support you, you got some real problems. But what are you going to do about it, Joe? What are you going to do about it? You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. You know what I love about this? The whole country is born of an insurrection. Eh, Very true. In fact, the founding fathers and the principle of this country was completely based on absolute and total insurrection against the king. You know why? The people felt he was illegitimate. Just like they feel you're illegitimate, Joe. So what are you going to do? If I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America. We're going to cure cancer. Ah, you'll get around to that later. Pay them more. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. This is an employee's employees bargaining chip now. Yeah, this this is all an employee bargaining chip, and you're going to pay them more, and that's how you're going to stay in. But in the meantime, what are the ramifications of just this last hike to where you've got the people thanking you for only increasing the federal rate by three-quarters of a percent, one of the largest rate increases in modern history? What exactly will that translate to? Let's now bring in Investopedia Editor-in-Chief, Caleb Silver. Caleb, always great to have you here in studio with us. So I want you to walk us through what another three-quarter percent rate hike would do to the economy. Because the point of this, right, is to bring down inflation. We've seen a lot of these raises. We're still seeing inflation. Is this going to work? Well, if you look at the housing market, it's already starting to work. So every time the Fed raises interest rates, it raises borrowing costs. The mortgage rates, the car borrowing rates, a lot, the credit card rates, they all rise after the Fed raises rates. So you're- Now, doesn't this sound like it's going to help things? 
I mean, after all, if you're if <laughs> if you're alive in this country, this is going to hurt you. You know, you, the sucker that's not in on the scam. And this is touted as a cure. It's not a cure. It's what I always said it is. It's to bankrupt half of the country. You're the ones that weren't in on the scam. You're the ones that didn't get the funny money. And you're the ones who are going to be bankrupted by the cure of the inside trading cartel pretending to be our government. We've already seen it in the housing market where we're having demand destruction. Mortgage applications fell again last month. Mm. We have new existing home sales falling again for three months in a row. We keep seeing this decline in, in new car sales because consumers are backing away from those high-priced loans. So, yes, it's cooling down inflation, but the risk, again, is we go into a deep freeze and we stop spending. Mm, right. So now- You know what all that's called? A bad economy. In fact, it would be referred to as a depression, recession, stagflation, but above all, Failure. Yet here, when you talk to the Mercedes Marxists that surround this dimwit in diapers, eh, they want you to believe it's not so bad. I'm concerned about their personal economic situation and their wages aren't increasing as fast as inflation. They're struggling to put food on the table, fill up their tank. Why should they care if the U.S. is definitionally in a recession or not? Yeah, it's a great question. It was what I was, I was trying to underscore in terms of where the, the president really centers on in terms of his economic policy and his economic goals. What are they? I know. Because did you know what they were doing at the White House or in Congress today? Yeah, I mean, the Speaker of the House. You know what she was doing? Oh, it's fun. Uh, the, the, Putin is trying to bait the trap so that uh, we... Co- no, no, no. The, the event that they had. Okay. We're ready to welcome the Riverdance 25th anniversary show straight here in the capital of the United States. Riverdance. So we're at a war, proxy war with Russia, $64 billion to the Ukrainian oligarch government that paid Joe Biden. We've got supply line problems. We've got massive, massive economic problems. Our only answer is to raise the rate, bankrupt half of the country. And Nancy Pelosi, the saggy speaker of the House, in celebration of her husband's big windfall in the stock market, is having a river dance party. (laughs) 312-642-5600. Have you had enough of Joe Biden, or are you thirsty for more? Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you're talking, kid. That song is brought to you by capitalism. It's true. The Copacabana, also brought to you by capitalism. In fact... The entire quality of your life in this country, you know, the best one on the planet, brought to you by capitalism. Now, it was named capitalism by a Marxist who had little daddy issues and slept with another fellow. However, it was named capitalism when the reality is it's called propertyism. What this country is born of is the concept of the Enlightenment, where you are your own property. And everything you acquire from your intellect and your hard work is your property. But there are these people who believe this is the problem. And we should turn over society to these same idiots like the one who could manage to survive in government for 50 years while being a pay-to-play whore like Joe Biden and the rest of them who have corrupted the idea of everything from health care to government intervention in health like Anthony Fauci and the rest of these scallywags. So these are the people who say capitalism is the problem. Where is the utopia where the government hands out the quality of life? And can you explain to me how the youngest country built on the concept of propertyism, is also the richest. And all these other utopias of government control of one form or another 
are all broke and, in fact, are looking to use our very currency. So maybe I am wrong, and Gerald in Chicago, enlighten me. Well, hey, man, you, you called me a Democrat earlier. You I said probably, the mark there. probably. Well, you're you're way off the mark there. And what I what I really called to do was to let you know how much time you're wasting by arguing against Democrats and Republicans and conservatives and liberals. They're all the same right leaning party. You guys are all the same. Now, listen, I understand that this is the new mantra of the would be communist who hates the government. But yet still is I still is under the assumption that if only government could control life, it would be great. But you're still admitting, at least you're admitting, where there's hope for you. At least you're admitting the entire system is corrupted. And that is where you and I ironically agree. So yeah, we do so then agree. Why do you continue to waste the time of arguing side against side against it's side? It's not side against, against side, Gerald. It's principle it's, versus it's, different variations of truly, no principles. It's truly and the, corporate greed that sucks all of the humanity out of our society. I think it's I could not save Gerald. The right versus the left. I think I like Gerald. I think I'm going to save you. And here's and here's why we agree. Because your argument is correct. It's a form of corporatism. And the idea that corporations and different people and their through their relationships and to their through their bribery schemes of lobbying can then forever steer policies. You and I agree is absolutely and totally evil. However, what we need to get back to is a system where the only restraints in this country are the only place they are supposed to be on those very entities in politics. Politicians are the only ones in this country to be restrained and government itself. And if we could get back to that form where I don't know what you do, Gerald, but anything you do is between me and you and anything you buy is between me and you. And if the government has to charge us an extortion cost to operate, then call it an extortion cost and let's get on with it. But the idea we that we've allowed the system, point. we can do that, Gerald, because I don't know how old you are. But the idea that you feel that way. 88. Are you 88? You sound phenomenal. The idea that you feel this way shows you that if you could pass that on to your great, great, great grandkids, as long as nobody kills them along the way, that maybe through that understanding of propertyism and the bastardization of America through its own government, which is supposed to be a representative republic and now has turned into a totalitarian corrupt state, we can fix it. Because we're the only ones that ever had it for a brief time in history. No other country had. So at least you and I agree on the problem. And I think we probably would agree on the solution. For instance, you don't want somebody who's profiting from decisions to make the decisions, do you? Listen, we, we can agree on the solution if we agree on the, the correct path to take to getting to the solution. And it's not about arguing right versus left. That'll never get us there, so I don't know why. I don't argue right versus you refuse, left. You will never well, you hear me say a Republican. The right, but you, 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 you carry on critiquing the left, but you refuse to critique the right. The same thing that the left does. Is this your first time listening to the show, Gerald? They, they carry on critiquing the right, Is and they refuse this to critique the, the left. the first time you've listened to the show? Oh, don't go on about the time. Oh, shit. See, they're, they're insufferable. Ultimately, they're insufferable. Then he's never heard me articulate exactly what the problem is with the GOP. He's never heard me tell all of the listeners to never give one dollar to the party of the GOP. He's never heard me go on about Mitch McConnell, about the corporatism of Paul Ryan, about John Boehner, and all of the ills in the lobbying of the Republican side. In fact, who do I rail against more than Roger Stone? of Manafort, Stone, and Black, the original torturer's lobby. That's why I can't stand our foreign policy. But this is the ideology. You got to go with the man, the government man, and the government man can make all the decisions, man. 
See, because that is somebody who dies. He wants to be a slave. He just wants to like his master. I'm not arguing right or left, dummy. I'm arguing slave or free man. I pick liberty. You want to pick slave and like your master? Then then obviously you're in the right city. Stay in Chicago. Pretend your master is going to be a good guy, and this time they're going to fix it. That's not what Americanism is. I'm for Americanism and for the principles of freedom. You're for a slavery, a, a, a servitude you can get along with. Not me, babe. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What separates this country from the rest is the principle, number one. Number two, it used to be the citizen. What you have now is a willingness to be a slave, the slave mindset. This is something you can never reason with, even though they see the failures. The failures in a corrupt government, because they have the mindset of a slave. So how are you going to then articulate the government is not in the position, should not be, needs to never be in the position of control over all of the fiscal decisions? Nobody in government should have that kind of power. Nobody. This is a country that's steeped on the principles of private property. Yet where in your life do you have private property and your little knickknacks? And if you're a bust out enough, nobody cares. So you get to keep your little squirreled money away as long as you're a loser. But if you should succeed, then your biggest opponent is supposed to be the government that represents you. Your biggest opponent, your biggest danger... Is the government. Why? Why should it be the biggest danger? Because it, it is the biggest danger to an honest man in a corrupt society, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. And then you go along to get along. So you play the corruption game and you bribe the politicians and you devolve into a European corrupt socialist utopia, which is a failure in our definition. So we need to break that slave mindset and say, you know, the real problem is the government is the biggest extorter of all business, the government. And, you know, you could use an example of this lottery that everyone's all excited about. What's it going to be, over a billion dollars? The government takes 55% off the top. So it doesn't matter if you win, they're going to win eventually. It's the same thing with, with, with successful people. It doesn't matter if you win, they're going to win successfully. And they produce nothing. They risk nothing. They take an adventure in nothing. They give you a license to live. And in there is when you see who is the slave master and who is the slave. So this idea that we're going to reason with people who are by nature willing slaves, it ain't going to happen. They're just looking for a master they like. Whether it's a corrupt one in diapers, whether it's a young office tramp, it doesn't matter. They're just searching for that master that they like. Whereas I will never adopt a slave mind. There's still about a third of us. Because one thing you have to remember, don't get depressed by that. There was always only a third of us. That's who fought for freedom. One third liked the master king. Another third was too stupid to care. Right now they would live in Chicago. But it's time, it's up to you to understand how to break the, the, the chain. And that is to put the restraints on government. First things first, restrain the money, the corruption. First, through taxes. Nobody in this country should pay one 
percentage more than anyone else, even the bust-outs. You want to break the chain of stupidity? Hey, bust-out, give us 30%. Now you'll get them paying attention. But instead, they understand in a cannibal economy, in a, in a cannibalistic society where government is the overlord, all they have to do is be the lovable roach. And they'll get Section 8 housing, they'll get food stamps, they'll get their phony education that they pretend is an education as 99% of the CPS students can't say the word ask, let alone read a paper. Are they the ones? They need those useful idiots. So keep calling it free, keep calling it an entitlement, and you'll keep getting Democrats. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Yeah, I just want to comment to the guy who sounded like he just left the pot dispensary about 10 minutes Yeah. Calling you. First of all, there, uh, was his name Gerald? Because we have the caller ID. It was? Well, he gave us an honest name. He told me he was 88. What else do you expect from a Chicagoan? Go ahead. Yeah. So I just got a suggestion for him. I hope he goes and he buys himself a my pill, and I'll tell you why. Because the day after the election, if Pritzker is still in office, I hope that he rolls over, takes a big bite out of that pillow before <laughs> the Democrats do what they're going to do to him. And Easy. if he doesn't want that to happen, do everything yeah. he can to get Bailey elected. You distracted me with biting the pillow. I kept thinking about Pete Buttigieg. See what you did, Kevin. you got to pick your words wisely. Uh, let's go to Mark Wyermiller. Hey, Sean, you're on fire today. Hey, oh, I just I... want to comment about the lottery. And they should advertise it as half a billion. Like you say, there's huge tax. But they like saying one billion. And they should be taken. They should be fact-checked by independent fact-checkers like you and me and say it's actually half a billion. Yeah. Because of the tax point. It's, it's 55% taxes. It depends on what state you live in. Here's another thing, Mark, that I love the willingness of the Illinois Democrat slave. Did you know in this state you have no anonymity? It's one of the only states. They publish your name. Once you win it and collect it, they have a right to your likeness. They could post your photograph all over and use you as a lure for the other losers that think they could live their life like a scumbag and one day hit the lottery. Whereas the vast majority of the country has anonymity laws because they protect their citizens from scumbags, also known as Democrats, who try to take advantage and swindle them. So I like the I like the different nuances on how you could tell the character of a society. For instance, somebody like J.B. Pritzker would never live in, 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 in a society, let alone be elected, unless it was completely corrupted. They wouldn't tout this idea as winning without showing, wasn't that money supposed to go to the education system, the same thing you keep raising our taxes for every quarter? Where's that money from the lottery? Where? And then they would start paying attention. Why did they take another 55%? After all, wasn't the government's cut just supposed to be the, the tax on the, on, on the, on the sales? How, how, how does exactly does that money work? Because I'll never forget how they passed it. It was going to alleviate property taxes. Because that money was going to go directly to the schools. But what did the Illinois scum government do? They put it directly in their general fund, where they could hire their moron cousins, drive around in their ritzy cars, never pay for gas, live like men who did something, versus slots who rob and prostitute. See? It's a scam, Mark, but people got to start paying attention. Uh, Tony Rosell. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Now, the last caller was a little bit, a little bit off. The billion dollars refers to the 30-year payout. The $500 million cash is, is them purchasing an annuity for you. So you could pay taxes on that billion over 30 years, or you could pay taxes on the $500 million cash prize. It's pretty transparent. There's no there's no chicanery or, or, well, I or think there's I, I, here. I, I, are you sure about that? Because here's the other thing. So you win and you say, I'm going to take the 30-year payout. Is the, is the payout going to be inflationally adjusted? 
or do they tell the people, most of whom are uneducated, that not only are you losing uh, 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 money that inflationally adjusted, but you're going to be taxed at whatever those new rates are. So your exposure to costs, you really can't put a limit on it, especially when you get stupid moron Democrats who constantly drive up the cost of inflation. So they're not really honest with the people. There should never be two systems. You win, here's your check, go about your merry way. But they keep you, the people who are stupid, they say, oh, I, I'll, I'll blow the money, so I'll take the payout. Then lowering what they win through their decision. They don't tell people that. And I still want to know where the profit was supposed to go for the schools. Who made the decision to go into the general fund, and how do they get to pass oh, a law, pass it one way and then switch it after? Absolutely a good point. That is the free tollways. Tollways are supposed to revert to free after 30 years. Now, there's no doubt that the spending is, is this is another, this is another tax, right? This is a tax on the stupid yeah. people. Yeah, it is. The lotto. And you know what else bothers me? Um, I used to have a lottery machine in a cigar store that I, I have an interest in. And to see the people come in who could afford it the least and blow the most money. I would get the guy that would come in with the cashmere overcoat all dolled up. He'd have a Jaguar outside. He'd say, give me $5. I'd get the bum come in with hole in his pants, smelling like yesterday's booze, laid on every bill he ever had. He'd say, give me $100. It's a tax on the desperate. It's a desperate tax. Yes. It's, it's, it's like gambling Absolutely. in the state. Do you ever think you'd live through a day where you could drive down the street and see uh, Rivers Casino bookie advertised on a sign? These are tough times, brother. I appreciate the call, Tony and Roselle. Thank you for straightening people out. There are options, and you do win, but the government always wins. What are the odds of an individual winning? One in 65 billion? Somebody's got a lotto. Might as well be you. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Lottery sales, pot receipts, casino windfalls, all signs of desperation. Every single one of it. It's a shame. People will tout it as a ray of hope, as they always do. What it really is is a larger indicator of how desperate a society is. That being said, I'm not against the lottery. It's fine. Go have a good time. But do you realize what these kind of things are doing to the bulk of society? It kind of reminds me of when they... Raise the rates in the name of saving the economy. You're destroying the people who could afford it the least. That's all. I'm not for rules or restrictions. Everybody should be able to do what they want. But they should also have to pay the consequences for that. Because we are now living in a society that caters to the losers. Caters to them. Robs the people who are good at life. Forever destroying the trajectory of what they could actually be. Were they allowed to keep their money. And to live unfettered by the government. If everything was flat and fair. And they do it in the name of these people who will be lured into this false hope. Many of whom on the next day will have lost a significant amount of money that they won't be able to recover from. This is why I argue about the who it's affecting, not rather than the concept of it. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. Great to have you back. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> the one thing I'd like to say about this is uh, it's not uh, that we're... Uh, pitting one side against the other. To me, it's the government policies. I think the policies that this uh, this administration has now, they all stink. Well, that's why I, I thought I could get out. along. I thought I could bring them over because once you have a, a, a grievance in common, and then if you could show them, the answer is to never 
put together a form of tyranny you're comfortable with. It's to strip away the power of tyranny so the weapons are not against the people and let the people figure it out through their own lives. That's how the youngest country became the richest. But for some reason, this generation, with all the new modern uh, education and the Internet and all the new advances, is the dumbest American generation to ever live on the earth. We are the dumbest Americans to ever be here. With all the policy, with the policies that they have today, they're they're destroying the country. They're not doing anything to help the people of the country. They're destroying the, the country. Gas prices are, and they're and they're destroying the country for their own greed. They're destroying you know, the country for the you. The, and remember the line in the in Scarface when the guy said, "Never underestimate the greed of the other guy." Yeah. Well, that's what the Democrats are. But they're, they're greed. It's all greed. But here's the thing: you got to remember, Rich. They're destroying the, the, the quality for you. They're increasing their power and control. You're looking at it through exactly. the lens of your definition, the, the definition of government. This is the most successful administration in the history of the country. When have they ever been more powerful? The idea that we will listen to these illiterates tell you what definitions are. Uh, but from the president's perspective, uh, putting that technical question aside, the most important question economically is... Uh, whether uh, working people and middle-class families have more breathing room, they have more job opportunities, uh, their wages are growing up, uh, going up in a, in a stable way, and they're able to afford the important things in their lives. None of that is true. Yet they sit on Mount High, more powerful, in more control, in more debt, and never more successful from the perspective of a totalitarian government bureaucrat. Brian Deason is one of the most powerful people in this country. He's never done a damn thing in his life. And when it comes time to pay taxes, he's not going to pay taxes. Not only that, he's been long like Nancy Pelosi's husband on stock and, and, and different areas that the government's going to pour billions into. And the Chicago moron socialist, he thinks the, the solution is just more better people with different clothes on. Mark in Plainfield. Good evening, Sean. Uh, the reality with these uh, uh, mega ball jackpots is you got to divide the jackpot by six. You lose half to the present value calculation, you lose half to taxes, and then you lose half to your wife when you tell her you're leaving her and going to Vegas to party like Hunter Biden. Yeah, you got to have these conversations beforehand. You simply cut a check right when you get the winnings. Jennifer, Lena. Sean, you're on fire. I love hearing. You speak the truth oh, thank so you, fast. Thank you. So you're absolutely right about the lottery. I have to tell my children this. People, I'm not, just like you, I'm not judging people who buy lottery yeah. tickets once in a while. But it takes advantage of people, and it makes you a loser. It's a loser mentality. It, it, it does, if, unless you do what I used to do when I was, you know, when a kid growing up. If, but we were busted. I was busted. And when it first came out, I used to take my $2, and I'd go down, and I would think to myself, all right, if I get this, I can buy this, I can do this. It was worth the $2 to, for that night dream about having money. I couldn't figure out how to make it at 20 21, yeah. 24. So as long as it's a perspective, it's fine. The heartbreaking right. instant, Jennifer, is when you get that mother and father who are broke, who are late, who actually are playing it because they, they're convinced yeah. that God's going to shine upon them. That's the problem. Yeah. You give people a false sense of hope rather than showing them that they should be angry at the pseudo-intellectual bureaucrats who've decided to bankrupt them so their bank banksters can profit. I went long. I'll be back after this. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Climate change and eco-Nazism. I often refer to my favorite scientist, my favorite meteorologist, John Coleman. Not since John Coleman have I been so impressed with a resume. Like John Coleman, my next guest has been in the weather business, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, an on-air meteorologist since 1978, currently doing daily radio forecasts. His work on climate issues, specifically the problems with temperature measurements, via his own surfacestations.org website, has been cited worldwide in books, studies, government reports, and so on. He is a senior fellow for environment and climate at the Heartland Institute. His name is Anthony Watts. Anthony, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? It's my pleasure to be here today. Thank you. You know, Anthony, this argument has all the characteristics of a great con. It's a built on very, very skewed information. It's like looking through a keyhole and describing the Mona Lisa 100 yards away. It's giving people a false sense of arrogance and ignorance to where they feel not only have they affected the planet that's been here for 4.5 billion years, but somehow their actions and their seizing other people's freedoms and movement will solve the problem. I remember reading um, in 2009 about ClimateGate, East Anglia University, thousands of emails, all talking about skewing and corrupting the information known as data. You found something, haven't you? Yes, I have. Um, I have been, for the past over a decade, been interested in how America and the world measures the temperature of the Earth. Um, We have a network of stations all around the United States and the world that are designed to measure uh, the daily temperature, high and low, for use in weather forecasting verification. But also, it has been uh, adopted to use for measuring climate change over a 30-year period. And what I found after visiting hundreds upon hundreds of these stations, photographing them and then comparing them to the government-published standards for how these should be placed, I discovered that 96% of them produce corrupted data, corrupted data that is too hot. And it's too hot because the thermometers have been surrounded by infrastructure, asphalt, concrete, brick building, concrete building, air conditioning systems, and so forth and so on. The environment in which they have existed over the last hundred years has changed while they've stayed in the same place. And as a result, what we're measuring and calling climate change is not fully representative of what really is truly happening with the climate. It's more representative of what's happening in our own local environment and how we've changed our area around us. It's not about the planet. It's about our own locale. And what I found is when you seek out those stations that have not been biased by a localization of, uh, you know, concrete, asphalt, and so forth. And these are, a lot of these stations are way out in the boonies. I mean, they are in the middle of nowhere. They've been around for a long time. When you look at the data that those produce, compared to the rest of the stations in the United States, 
the rate of warming that those stations produce is about half of the official claim of global warming for the past century. In fact, so much of the, the scales, the hockey stick, the rest of it, these are made to fit the alarmists who in their part-time live at their seaside estates, which I find amusing. But the information itself really only goes back about 120 years, does it not, since we've been actually, actually keeping uh, uh, verifiable records. That's right. Uh, We only have numerical temperature records back to about just about 1850. Uh, and, And even in 1850, we've just got a handful of those. But we don't really have anything other than anecdotal or what's called proxy records any further back than that. But from those... We can tell these other types of records, things that are like in the fossil record, that are in the record of trees, that are in the records of coral, Mm -hmm. uh, and things like that, diatoms on the ocean floor. We can find out what the temperature likely was within a few degrees, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago. And what we've learned in those kinds of studies, it's been much warmer in the past. During the time of Christ, what's called the Roman Warm Period, it was as warm or warmer than today. And during the time of the, the medieval times, we have the medieval warming period. That's my Again, favorite. Warm, yeah, as warm or warmer than today. And so the people that are out there saying, we're going to hell in a handbasket because, you know, the climate is warming, don't want to look at this old data. They don't want to look at these things. And in fact, there had been an effort, and this came out in Climate Gate, that they had to get rid of the medieval warm period. They had to get rid of... <laughs> Uh, you know, some of these inconvenient bumps in the temperature record so they could push their agenda. It's astonishing, Anthony. It's absolutely astonishing that so many people, Americans and, and not just Americans, all throughout the world are so ignorant to how obvious a fraud this is. That we have, even though right now what we're calling science is still very limited in the grand scheme of things. If you were to pan back and look at a planet that is billions of years old, But yet through this very limited science that we think we're so futuristic, we can see that thousands of years ago, there was more CO2, that CO2 is not the problem. In fact, it is the principle of photosynthesis. Yet somehow we've allowed justices and a corrupt court system to put us in a position where we could theoretically be taxed for breathing and living itself. It's just flabbergasting to me, is it not? It is flabbergasting that science has allowed itself to become so beholden to money, and that's really what this is all about. The climate business, and I call it a business now, has become a multi-billion dollar business around the world. Huge amounts of money are being thrown into so-called climate research, climate modeling, and other things, and it's employing thousands and thousands of people. It's its own industry now, and to try to get it shut down, to put the brakes on it, is really tough because... You know, they don't want to give up that that little empire that they're building in science. It doesn't matter to them if something's not right. It only matters to them whether or not they're going to be able to get the next grant. And in universities, that's what it's all about. It's the whole publish and perish mentality. If you don't publish, you're not going to get the next grant. If you don't have a problem to talk about, I mean, saying global warming, a.k.a. climate change, is a problem. If it doesn't if it's not a problem anymore, you're not going to get funding for it. Your job goes away. Your your little empire building goes away. And so it's all about money. It really is. Follow you, the money. It's just like deep throat. You know, Anthony, it's it's. I, I'm lucky that I'm over 50. I, I, I really, I, every day I wake up and I say, thank God 
I was born in the late 60s. Because there was something called integrity that was actually, in some cases, more valuable than money. And one specific area that really kind of attracted people of integrity was the old-fashioned scientists. They really were not interested in obtaining big mansions and all the rest of it. They wanted the argument, and they wanted to get to the truth, and they never were satisfied. They never stopped looking. And the whole definition of science is to never stop looking. Are there enough people left? And if so, I, I, I pay attention to your website on YouTube. I love the Heartland Institute. I've even um, looked at your specific surfacestations.org. Uh, but are there enough of you, enough people like you, enough people who are in love with the idea of the argument and the principles of science to not be whores to political corruption like we've seen so many? I mean, the reality is there's thousands of pretend scientists like the ones at East Anglia University that were openly discussing how to fraud the data to get the check. Is there still enough scientists with integrity, in your opinion? Ah. Uh. Honestly, I don't think there is. And, and, and those that do have integrity are afraid to speak out because when you do speak out, um, you become a victim of social media. Social media, the people that are on social media who see you as a non-believer, so to speak, will immediately flock to you and discredit you and try to destroy you. It's almost like the, the ending of the 1975 movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> I do. Donald well, Sutherland. I love Southern. And, and he's at the end of the movie, so he's pointing and going, ah, you know, he's <laughs> yes. pointing at you as, as you're a non-believer, non-conformer, whatever. It's almost like that in the way that climate realists like myself and other people at the Heartland Institute are treated. When we bring up something that is factual, based on research and based on what we've learned as opposed to opinion, we get that kind of treatment from the, the social media environment. Anthony, I think that there has to be a call. You know, the problem is people who are in love with the principles of liberty and freedom are sometimes hard to organize. I know this. I'm speaking from of myself. I love the principles of freedom and liberty and all the rest of it. I hate people, so I don't like coming together with a lot of people. But something like this needs to be supported. So has there been talk at heartland.org? of having your own entity to, to raise your own money, to hire your own lawyers, to push back against the tyranny of the, of the eco-Nazis, as I call them, or the, the, the profiteers of fear in the cult of safety. Is there, in your opinion, room to start this now? I mean, it's never too late to push back. However, I do think the system has been corrupted thoroughly. But has there been talk or an effort to do more? Because you guys just provide information for free. I know I've been using it for, for a long time. Is there any way that you guys are thinking about organizing and suing a totalitarian corrupt cartel of hyper-eco-Nazis? Well, that's a question that's probably above my pay grade at the Heartland Institute. But I can say this. There's a lot of people that are very, very concerned about this. They're concerned about the idea of using climate change, saving the planet, and so forth and so on, as, a, as an excuse for limiting your travel, for limiting what you eat, for limiting what you buy, for limiting uh, your gasoline. You know, I, I believe we're going to see things like gasoline rationing in the future, where you know you're going to get a carbon footprint number that's assigned to you. Yes, and this is how much you can use. That's the kind of stuff that's coming. And if we don't start pushing back now, these things are going to become a reality. And so. Organizing that kind of thing, I'm not a community organizer. You have to talk to, my, to our friend Obama about that. 
But <laughs> I can say this: it needs to be done. It really does. Well, Anthony, I'm going to get. I'm going to do something. I'm going to. I think we need to get Heartland Institute. We got to get uh, uh, a couple of different organizations. I've talked to some fantastic lawyers. It's really the benefit of the show because um, people don't understand how how blessed we were to push back under the Obama years when they had the proposed cap and trade. Or a scam that was going to be right here in Chicago, Illinois. It was a cap and trade exchange where Hank Paulson, yep. Al Gore, and some notable scam artists were going to be the mitigators of the right to pollute and the right to live. I think it can be done. We have beat it back in the past. And Anthony Watts, we're going to get to know each other. We got a deal? I think so, yeah. I don't like how you took a long time to answer. I remember when I asked my prom date, she took the same amount of time, and the date didn't go so well. So we're going to have to work on that, Anthony Watts. But <laughs> well, I, because I have a delay here. I have uh, a delay, right. that's why. <laughs> but I do love what I, you I have do. a delay so that I don't accidentally say some of the seven words you can't say on radio. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, you you got to be creative. I'll figure out how to polish those. Heart, in the meantime, you can see his work at heartland.org. And in the meantime, check out surfacestations.org as well. Anthony, really. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. How's that for timing, kid? You get nervous about anything. I got it in my head when the clock goes off. Al Gore's father. Everyone talks about the money Al Gore made through his scams, which is significant. In fact, Al Gore's net worth is estimated to be around $350 million. Al Gore started out with a silver spoon. See, his father was also a political pimp and whore. And after he got out of politics, guess what he did? He went to work in oil. Oh, but it's true. And now Al Gore, he wanted to show that daddy was bad. So he scammed the green energy boondoggles and the eco-Nazism. Their position to make money hand over fist. And the science is very easy to buy. Very easy because so many people who support these Democrat whores and pimps are too stupid to look at the real science. They just want to hear the headline. So they won't go beyond it all. But the reality is it's a giant scam, and they have their foot soldiers. They have their, their helpers. And uh, I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. A developing story in Orange County. The man accused of setting the holy fire is pleaded not guilty to arson and other charges. 51-year-old Forrest Gordon Clark remains jailed on a million dollars bail. We're told today he did not show any of the erratic behavior that he has in the past. The holy fire burned 23,000 acres in Orange and Riverside counties. 23,000 acres. That's the holy fire. Did you ever hear about the Utah fire, kid? Did you ever hear about that one? Oh, that's interesting, too. More than 4,000 acres of Tooele County have burned. And tonight, Stockton police have the man whose, quote, reckless actions allegedly caused the Jacob City fire. 4,000 acres for that fire. And uh, my favorite is the California fire, started by the professor. Where is that one? Now to another natural disaster this morning, that out-of-control fire in Northern California. A man now under arrest this morning, accused of... Now notice how he said that. A man said it, but I want you to hear how the beginning, how the mannequin of propaganda, the apparatchik to eco-Nazism, first says the story. Now to another natural disaster this morning. No, 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 no. 
What do you mean natural disaster? If somebody set the fire, hey, stupid with the makeup on, uh, not you, Rachel Levine. If somebody set the fire, it's not a natural problem. It's arson, you moron. We had out-of-control fire in Northern California. A man now under arrest this morning, accused of arson, sparking a blaze that's burned 4,000 acres and destroyed nearly 200 homes. These are all separate, by the way. All set by the foot soldiers, the terrorists of the eco-movement. Under your crime watch on this Monday night at 5, one of the three suspects charged with starting the Chateau fire this summer in Teller County pleaded guilty. Investigative reporter Patrick Nelson live at the courthouse after sitting in on that hearing today. Patrick. So do me a favor. When you're inundated by the propagandists of misinformation, misinformation, and they tell you about this new fire in California, look for a professor eco-Nazi scumbag that said it. Because none of their fear-mongering is based in fact. It's all poppycock. It's all Gloom and doom. Every single aspect of it. All bulldung. You and others have been trying to make a scientific argument to uh, an American populace that seems to be increasingly distrustful, frankly, of science. So do you think they might get the message now? Science. Just keep calling it science. And before you know it, you'll be putting an experiment in your three-month-old. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother problem, of course, is uh, the, uh, you know, the threat that exists right now to fact-based discourse, whether it's science or anything else. Um, That's, of course, a problem when it comes to dealing with the great crises that we face. And there's no greater crisis than the climate crisis. But here, uh, you're... Oh, my word. Really? There's no greater crisis than the climate crisis? Nothing has changed. Nothing. CO2 levels were higher... Thousands of years ago, you frauds. But what's it really all about? Uh, Wolfgang, you discussed the economic shortcomings of wind power. But what about the environmental impacts, uh, the land use, land conservation impacts, or other environmental impacts? How does this weigh in either as uh, pro-wind power or an argument against wind power? Yeah, this is an excellent, excellent question because um, – the. The development of uh, wind farms in Germany is the example of using double standards. So we see now over the last 10 years in particular how in protected areas where you're not, we're not even allowed you know, an existing shed to add an extension of, let's say, five square feet because of environmental, uh, for environmental reasons, they're building wind farms. You know, where you first, of course, need major roads for these heavy trucks to bring in this super heavy equipment into the forest. So, I it's told you, I mean, you have thirty thousand uh, wind turbines about in Germany installed, and they're basically littering the landscape. And sure, it's subjective, but uh, the next thing is where, of course, the science there is definitely not settled. So-called infra sound, you know, the sound you actually can't hear, which uh, People claim it's causing um, health issues. But one thing for sure you can see with our uh, eyes is the birds. The birds that are really shredded by these um, turbines, and in particular the major birds. We don't have eagles. I mean, hardly any left. Anyway, not because of wind farms, but uh, similar. uh, He's German. They're boring. So the hawks. And, Get to um, the money, German. Anyway, but there are no takers for it. Okay, the bats, because of the, uh, this uh, aerodynamic uh, situation of how the blades rotate, bats 
basically die because their basically eardrums uh, implode or explode. I thought Germans were more exciting. And basically they fall down. And of course, in the night, the foxes come and eat it, so you don't see much of it. So you have to be really careful. Get to the to money, so German. There are no really scientific figures to my knowledge, but as I said, it's double standard and we are littering our landscape. And um, yeah, I mean, Switzerland has very... Economically, it's a, that was terrible. What happened? I thought it was so much better. He talked about the money. Didn't he talk about the money before? Would you edit the tape? It's also a money laundering scheme. It doesn't work. It's about control, manipulation, government spending to their friends. It's all a giant scam. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The Germans, Wolfgang. I didn't like that clip. I, thought, I remember it being more exciting. I remember it being more articulating as to the exact scams we are facing. Dr. Tim Ball, an historical climatologist, sent me a sentence, one sentence, which I think is, is beautiful to end this particular topic if you want to go on to others. He said, you can mention that it was warmer than today for at least 95% of the last 10,000 years. That's what he said. Uh, James? Yes. We're, you know, I hope people watching this get the idea that there's a lot of data on the other side, that we're all fighting to get in pizza of data because there's so much to say. And I just want to read something that they should read this at the Climate Summit. I, I think they should really read this today to describe what's going on. And, and this is from a reliable source, American Meteorological Society Monthly Weather Review publication, that the Arctic Ocean is warming up. Icebergs are growing scarcer, and in some places the seals are finding the water too hot, according to a report by the Commerce Department at Bergen, Norway. Reports from fishermen, sea hunters, explorers all over point to radical change in climate conditions. Why aren't they reading this? Uh, And hitherto unheard of temperatures in the Arctic zone. Exploration expeditions uh, report scarcely any ice as far north as 81 degrees. Soundings show the Gulf Stream very warm. Masses of ice have been replaced by moraines of earth and stones. And it goes on and on. Within a few years, it's predicted that due to the ice melt, the sea will rise and make most coastal cities Uninhabitable. What year was that written? Oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. This is <laughs> this is 1922. I mean, how wrong do you have to be before you lose credibility? The government has never been more wrong about anything, and yet we're willing to turn over everything. This is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. They, this has been alive for 100 years. And what's it really about? They're not going to fix anything. They're going to steal your opportunity, your freedom, and your money in the end. It's time to push back against this. It really is. I refuse to keep spewing the nonsense of the fraud of global warming. Eduardo, Midway. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, how are you? Hey, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I think this is pretty big, uh, I mean, at least in the Midwest. This uh, Janet Buley, 70 years old, Wisconsin Senate Democratic leader, uh-huh. has cataract surgery. She's not supposed to drive. Well, yeah. she's big time, so she has to drive, of course. Uh-huh. So she hits the uh, wife of a Marine. Come and on. And his daughter was killed, too. This was in Pennsylvania. Really? And she's, yeah. in, she's a Wisconsin was, uh, Democrat. What male. the hell is she doing in Pennsylvania getting eye surgery? Yeah. And she's going to she's <laughs> uh, running for re-election, so hooray for that. But just so I understand this, this is a, a Wisconsin Democrat Senate leader, state Senate yep. leader. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, in Pennsylvania. Old, yeah. She hits somebody yep. and kills the kid. 
And she said it's because yeah, she had she cataract hit car, surgery? Hit a, yeah, she hit, I think she hit another car, but that other car hit her. Hit, you know, hit the uh, wife's car. And we're sure this isn't a cover-up of some lady in it. Pennsylvania partying at some sailor yeah. when a hump-hump joint and gets in an accident and blames the cataracts? Are we sure? It's a shame. All right. Yeah. I don't like the story, but uh, like everything else, there's <laughs> a Democrat in charge. How they get a driver's license anyway. Try driving around. We're in a Democrat area. Terrible. Mike, St. Anne, Illinois. Hey, Sean. Yes. How you doing, buddy? Good, Mike. How are you? I just, I'm doing great, man. I, I called you a few times. I talked to you. I'm from St. Anne. Illinois, and I and you. I, it was funny you were talking about the Germans, and you was like, <laughs> the guy was like, could not get to the to get to the no, point. No, the Germans. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it it was terrible. It was like watching German porn. Go ahead. Anyway, I'm 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 German, and my my mom came over, and, and just my mom came over in 1964. All right, and she got her citizenship the right way. She had to take the Constitution. She had to take the test. Yeah, to get her citizenship back in that back in the day. Do you know what's and funny? I, you remember I, I, when we graduated what? high school? I think it was grade school. Constitution. Grade school. Grade yeah, school. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. How many Democrats do you think could pass a t- Constitution test? None. Right, Not right. a single right. one. We agree there. Know. We agree there. <laughs> I love those stories. And, you know, I make fun of the German people, you know, because uh, I, I'm envious of their cars. I mean, after all, how how, how are well, we going to compete with a UAW? They're drunk in a forest preserve, drinking, doing pills, <laughs> building Chryslers. Come on, we're going to lose to the Mercedes. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Yes, wait, 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 wait. One more, one more, one more. I, just one thing. I, I, I have a sense of responsibility. For, for back in the day, what 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 was happening in Germany, and and my mom was actually walking through the rubble when she was an infant, and and I, I and I and I always felt bad. You didn't you know, do it, because like, I, I got I, I know I didn't do it, but I, I I always felt a sense of responsibility. My uncles, you know, cousins, and blah blah blah. And I just I just I know I didn't do it, and thank you, thank you for you saying know that. you know you know what did it you know what did it you know what's funny, what did it is the ideology of socialism. Socialism is what created Adolf Hitler, not the German people. The German people, in fact, most of whom were intimidated and extorted and threatened and had had to be forced to coerce and coerced into these policies. Or get killed. Exactly. And nothing reminds you that it's a philosophy like the American reaction to COVID in these fascistic states. See, the the American... American Nazis were just as bad as the German Nazis. The Germans just had better suits. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Art in Woodstock. Hi, Sean. Uh, You were talking about global warming. How come whenever we're talking about global warming, nobody ever mentions how much the poles have shifted in the last hundred years? I mean, these poles have shifted by hundreds of miles. That could be a, do- a major effect to our weather changes that they're claiming. Cause it Art, doesn't there, any difference because to me. then, then if that were to be mentioned, which, by the way, it's a, it's an incredible point, and everybody should be aware of it. If that were be to, were to be mentioned often, what it would give people is the proper perspective that you can't do jack about the earth. Nothing. You have we have no effect on it. We're hanging on, and that's all we can do. The idea that you're going to recycle or take somebody's prayer. money or control, and you'll bring down the temperature in this. Shut the hell up, you morons! This rock is 4.5 billion years Amen. old, and you driving a Chevy ain't got jack to do with anything. And by the way, the electric vehicles are a scam. 
an absolute and total scam, and you ain't making money on it. You're spending the money. You're the pigeon that is financing all of the boondoggles. This morning, a local cardiologist is worried about wind turbines he says are too close to home. A discussion is underway. South- Does that matter? Does that matter? The fact of what we know these wind turbines do? West of Des Moines to get regulations in place before more turbines go up there. The doctor is sharing his theory with our Tommy Clark. What's he saying, Tommy? Well, Eric and Alex, Dr. Ben Johnson believes there are true, real health effects related to industrial wind turbines. Johnson- yeah, but what about the billions of dollars to be made on the fraud? Ah, you, you're, you're just a pigeon. Just like all the rest of the time the government screws you over. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Nice pull, kid. Nice. Pretty sure the first time I heard this song, I had a Strolls shirt on. Remember those? Ah, oh, you're too young for that. All right, let's clarify the story. This is from CNN. Wisconsin State Senate Minority Leader Janet Boulay was involved in a three-car fatal crash on Friday, according to a statement from the Democrats' office. Tragically, two people lost their lives in this heartbreaking event. Our community thoughts and prayers. The Ashland Police Department said the crash occurred on Friday afternoon, located northwestern Wisconsin along Lake Superior. Preliminary investigation showed the accident occurred when the vehicle driven by the 70-year-old pulled out from the entrance of Maslowski Beach. Uh, During the investigation, she said she had eye surgery the day before. What does that have to do with the accident? Kid was five years old, poor baby. And the mother killed. Dummy. Dummy. Uh, I wanted to clarify that because uh, she wasn't in Pennsylvania. However, I'm still not moved off my story. I don't believe the story. What's cataract surgery you have to, the, the day before have to do? Did the doctor tell you you could drive? Did you drive a car and you couldn't see, you stupid idiot? Did you pull out in front of traffic and cause the accident? You know, I, this is the thing. The actions of that one nitwit forever change the trajectory of forever. And uh, that's why she sh- we shouldn't allow politicians to make decisions. They clearly can't figure out when to pull out in traffic. Kaylee. Carrie. Hey, Sean, you there? Yes, you're going to make your turn right or left. Uh, we turned right, as a matter of fact. Thank uh, you. Very good. Um, I, so I thank you for taking my call, first of all. Um, I am a uh, younger voter. Uh, I'll be turning 33 in the fall, but, um, you know, very much conservative, born and raised my whole life. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on what, do you, what, what your thoughts are on uh, Darren Bailey actually being able to beat the Chicago and the Springfield machine. We had a pollster on we had a pollster on yesterday that showed that forty eight point six percent of Illinoisans right now, all throughout the state, support support uh, Pritzker. That's a staggering statistic in the amount of failure Illinois has experienced since he won the election. Staggering. Oh, hundred percent. So do I, I think that Darren Bailey, who is a wonderful guy, do I think he has a chance? It has nothing to do with Darren Bailey and all to do with the ideology well, of the I, Illinois. I, didn't mean to I was just saying, like, I, you know, even as a young person, I think the, the, the gaslighting and the, uh, the mainstream media's ability to hide and just brainwash people is astounding because as a young person trying to be a homeowner, trying to get Kaylee, a car. Kaylee, I'm going to give you advice, Kaylee. You know, careers, and Kaylee, are you there? His policies have... have 
extremely impacted yeah. my ability to do those things. Kaylee? And Illinois, just, I'm like, I, I don't understand it. It's frustrating to see. I got to go to commercial. You owe it to yourself to have a better quality of life, and you do not deserve to live under a corrupt Democrat governor. And that's what may happen. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I've been looking forward to uh, this interview. My next guest is the CEO of Publius PR. He's also served as an executive producer to Laura Ingram show for four years and Monica Crowley for two years. He produced an investigative news show, the Washington Times. His name is A.J. Rice. He has a new book out now, and I will be giving one of them away, The Woking Dead. Thank you so much for joining me, A.J. How are you? Sean Thompson, my brother. How you been? Great to be here. Listen, you're, you're quite the kid. You were involved in launching the Blaze Radio Network, uh, the Federalist Society. I mean, you've been in the fight as a frontline warrior, which gives you a very interesting perspective. And I have to admit, I just got it yesterday. I am on Chapter 4, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I appreciate that. And I, uh, I've been a soldier at WIND in a few mornings when... Uh... When the great lady, Miss Ingram, was on the station, sure, uh, we would breeze into town. It was usually on her book tour, uh-huh. and I produced a show there. So it's it's really brilliant and wonderful to uh, be talking to the audience again. And, you know, uh, I had such high hopes that there would be such a wave after we saw what would happen under the Obama years, that there, the, the Tea Party would have done something, we would have been able to push back. Yet here we are in the year 2022 where your book is really tapping into problems that happened since the original pushback. And I'm wondering, can we do it correctly this time? Will there be a great awakening, or will we be zoned out and forever cast into the Chicago hopelessness that so many of us are familiar with, as no matter who it is, they keep voting for the Democrat mafia, and we continue down the path of mafiaism? Well, I'll tell you this. What we need to not do is when we strike back, we need to not let the, uh, you know, the organization be taken over by the likes of Paul Ryan and Eric Cantor and John Boehner, because that's what happened after the Tea Party. Uh, they, they basically were glad to have the red wave in 2010 and then immediately just pretty much started cutting deals with Obama and, and you know, yeah. allowing his judges to be confirmed. And then obviously they did the same thing to Trump. I mean, don't get me wrong. They did it to Gingrich too in '94. But what you need to, what we need to not do, is totally. If we take back Congress, hand the victory over to Kevin McCarthy. Okay, he needs yeah. to be checked. Uh, you know, is Jim Jordan powerful enough to check him? I don't know. Maybe. You know, AJ, um, I had an interesting call uh, during yeah. the show before you came on, and it was from a guy who, you know, he was probably a Chicago socialist, a Chicago Marxist, a Chicago Linsky-like. 
And they have a lot of frustration with what they call capitalism. But the reality is we have not practiced capitalism. And this is the fault of the so-called right. As we've allowed corporatism to thrive, we've allowed the oligarchs to create themselves through this lobbying network of political prostitution. How do we put the only res- the restraints in this country where they're supposed to be on government? Don't we need to articulate the fact that we're not in for this lobbyist, corporatist scam of an economy, and we want to right all the wrongs and start by cleaning our own house? Well, I'm from Philadelphia originally, but unfortunately, you guys are calling me from Swamp Central in the D.C. suburbs. Yeah. And I got to tell you, there's a revolving door. There's a Lazy Susan turnstile between... The government job, the media job, and the lobbyist job. I mean, John Boehner, I think, is a, a marijuana lobbyist or something. Now. He is. He I'm lives in a he's $3 not, million dollar he's condo. Not a wild turkey. Yeah. Well, I thought he was a wild turkey lobbyist when he was in office, um, <laughs> cr- crying all the time. Yeah. Um, but look, that. how do we stop that? I mean, there were some, I mean, there were some bills that were passed, but, I mean, even the tr- – even – look, one of my guys, Peter Navarro, who I think I've had on your show – and if not, I will have him on soon. We do his his books. He has said, even in the Trump White House, there were leeches, grifters, people that are now working for you know lobbying firms that the Clintons oversee, that Clinton allies oversee, that yeah. Obama allies oversee. Well, this um, and they were in, they were at Treasury, they were in Homeland Security. Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin is the biggest Wall Street money bundler for Obama. Goldman Sachs money bundler. He was a Democrat for most of his life. This is why in the beginning, I didn't like Trump. I'm going to be quite frank with you. I didn't like it. I didn't buy the shtick. When he got one and and hired, what, 237 lobbyists right away, I said, boy, this is going to be terrible. Yet he turned out to be better than I anticipated. And he also had some failings where he trusted all the wrong people at all the wrong times in some instances. But his overarching instincts were correct. And I like that. Absolutely. I like that about it. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. And I, you know, again, um, you know, our firm deals with a lot of people in Trump world or they're, they're spinning in orbit. And I, you know, I can give you some inside information. I will tell you if they get another shot at this, it's not just going to be, we're going to decapitate the, 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 the secretary at the top of these departments, education, DHS, the mistake they realized they made was that it wasn't just replace the secretaries. You need to replace at least 10 layers down because those people are burrowed in like bull weevils. They live all across northern Virginia and the richest counties in the United States other than around Chicago, New York, and San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? And they, they're lifetime bureaucrats. These are the people that were listening in on all these phone calls that Trump got impeached for, but they were in every department. And you need to go at least – and the plan was if they won again, they were going to do this. It was going to be – and not just remove them. Remove them and not fill them. Basically shrink government. Do to them what what Reagan did to the air traffic control. Exactly. How do we do it though? From a from a, in, in the position we're in, and the well, position we're we in is, is take back Congress. We got to we got to we got to take back Congress and just do nothing. Allow nothing to happen. Let the meat puppet wander around the White House <laughs> in his bedroom shoes. Let the meat puppet president wander around. Um, you know, and, and, and stop anything else from happening between now and the next presidential election. That's the first thing, you know, and then we'll deal with, do you, you know, have who's confidence president later? I was doing coverage here at AM 560, the election night, 
They shut down the election for three hours. The skullduggery that ensued is something I knew that would happen. Shocked um, isn't the right word. More disgusted at what I predicted as ballot harvesting, the counts in very specific areas were targeted. Why should we have faith in the elect- in, in the system as it sits right now? As we know, so, all they have to do is do it all over again. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Um, as somebody that worked for the Pennsylvania Republican Party many moons ago, we always called it fool's gold. That if any Republican could ever pull off winning in Pennsylvania, that Philadelphia and Pittsburgh were never going to let it happen again. If that happened in Illinois, if somebody caught Illinois by surprise on their heels playing crappy defense, there's no way Chicago would allow that to happen again. Uh, and the members of this audience, uh, I think most of your audience would agree with me. So, I mean, that, so that needs to stop. We need to crack down on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beyond – and it, because it's now pervasive. It's now – they look, this election, 2020, this was a dress rehearsal for them. You know? Yeah, They're exactly, which is why I don't have again. faith in the upcoming election. I'll be quite frank with you. I really don't. And specifically in these in these Democrat stronghold mafia areas. They're not interested, and they also have an allegiance where in Illinois, as it sits right now, 48.6% of the people who have been victimized by this corrupt moron who has, on 17 hours of tapes with Rod Blagojevich, who went away to prison, he's on the FBI tapes cutting up Illinois as if it was a poker pot. And the, the morons in Illinois will vote Democrat here and tomorrow, you've had the largest amount of people leave this area. And those aren't the people that are happy with the Democrat mafia. Those are the people that would have put up a fight against it. And this is why I'm bearish on the future in these very strong Democrat areas. But also because when we had our shot, we kind of blew it. And what we need to do is have that thing that Newt Gingrich did have. He had a lot of problems. But one thing he did have, he had an agreement that if you were going to run, you were going to sign this, this uh, allegiance to principles. Do you think we're organized enough to do that again? It does not appear the House is, but my old friend Rick Scott does have something. I mean, it's not exactly a contract with America like Newt had, but he has a, a, a document and a set of principles that Mitch McConnell has not signed off on and his staff's very upset about where, that he is using for these Senate candidates to take back the Senate, to bring it along, to get outside, you know, this 50-50 Kamala Harris, you know, Mary Sue split mm-hmm. and and, you know, pad our pad our 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 lead in the Senate. Stop some of these judges, these wacko judges that, that he's just jamming through. How are we going to get anywhere with Mitch? Old lady face Mitch, as I like to call him. I mean, I'm serious. No, I don't know. I mean, he's look, got the yeah, wife, I, I, the every, every decade, I think. Come on. Yeah. Every decade, I think old Foghorn Leghorn's on his last legs, but. Keeps hanging around, keeps getting that wife jobs. AJ, Nobody sees him say anything. You're in the position, brother. You got the. I mean, you've you've been involved in this for decades. You know how systemically corrupt it is. You mentioned that John Boehner lives in a three and a half million dollar condo in Marco Island. Half of the time, his other house is worth four million. This hobo never had a job in his life. Don't we have to break that system? Put restraints on these lobbyists. Destroy the corporatism that we sit idly by as we pretend to be in opposition. And we need to really shake up the Republican side. I really do. I really believe this, and I think it can happen. Your book illustrates all of the. Problems problems don't we need to really have this contract with america whether they want to or not and we the people do it ourselves i think so contract with america to mow down the woking dead yeah i love that because these guys and and it's not just one party okay it's both parties um you know i mean 
people like Eric Cantor and these characters. I mean, you think for one second if, if Kevin McCarthy was booted tomorrow, he wouldn't have a, a job at, you know, on K Street somewhere. Are you kidding me? He'd be sitting on 50 boards, Pepsi and Apple and this and that. So, yeah. look, and the other thing, too, our leadership, even the Republican leadership, needs to stop coming from places like California and New York. Okay? <laughs> I mean, the, Dem- the Democratic Party is basically controlled by those two. And now we're going to put we're going to put California in charge with uh, Kevin McCarthy. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, what do you think is going to happen when 24? You think Trump's going to do it again? And if so, if so, what's going to be the message? I promise to do better than I did, which I, you know, listen, I want him to do that. And I think he had some incredible policies. But shouldn't he be held somewhat responsible for the shutdown, for allowing the federal government to enact Democrat policies and shutdown? Shouldn't we turn to areas like Florida, where he said, I don't really give a rip what you do. I ain't doing, I'm not following that. This is America. Shouldn't we turn to some alternative to, 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 to maybe Trump or hope that he becomes a kingmaker? I'm curious to know your perspective. Well, I mean, look, my, my sources, you know, and I, again, you know, I work, we're doing the Paul Manafort book. We'll get him on with you. I talked to Navarro, um, you know, and other people that are in the orbit around the president. It seems like we're heading in the direction that he's going to run. Uh, do I want to see a civil war between DeSantis and Trump? No. But I've told the DeSantis people, as much as I love him, he's still, you know, he's a, he's a career politician. Every choice he's made, it was to be a politician. So whether it's the military stuff or going to Harvard, you know, his, his legal background, all of I don't want to lose him. I'm a Florida property owner. Listen to me. I don't yeah, give well, a rip exactly. what happens here. You know, Washington, D.C. is recession proof. You know this. You live there, right? Until K Street oh, is boarded up, various main streets will always be. So I'm looking to break that system. How do we break it? We break it, in my opinion, in my opinion, with somebody who's willing to break it. The only thing that I know for certain. Living through the COVID, the greatest atrocity perpetrated on America, on America, as far as I'm considered, since arguably certain aspects of the Civil War put people who spoke against it in prison. And, and, and who's, who fought against it? It's, it's, it's Ron DeSantis. Trump didn't do it. He went along with it. He said, OK, we'll shut it down. Am I missing something? Well, I will tell you, because people were there, that he, he listened to the career he listened to the career bureaucrats. He listened to Fauci and Burks. Some of the people on Pence's staff should not have been there. They were weighing in on it. Jared was weighing in on it. So there, there were a bunch of people around him that you know, there weren't enough Navarros around him. Uh, there weren't enough Bannons around him. There weren't enough Stephen Millers around him. They just weren't there to push back. Um, there was a lot of people telling him, well, we have to do it this way. And look, I mean, he had never he had never been in elected office, so you know the White House. Yeah, was his but training he ground. knew enough of these scoundrels. You know, he he's been dealing with these scoundrels his whole he's life. He's done a million a million deals with yeah. a million you know scoundrels in New York, real estate deals. I mean, he obviously. And how about after somebody the first young? Month or so started pushing back, but I, look, I get it. How DeSantis, old are you? DeSantis did a great job. You know, Texas did a great job. Uh, do I? I mean, DeSantis is not polling high enough. I, I don't want to see them get into a fight with each other. I'd rather Trump basically change his voter registration to Bedminster, New Jersey, so that the <laughs> two of them can be on a ticket together. Yeah, but let me ask you this. How old are you? You mind if I ask you? How old are you? I'm 42. I want you, baby. I want a 42-year-old. <laughs> Why do I have to be married to these 80-year-old men? 
I'm tired of it. I mean, it's the only place where there's no retirement age. I want. I don't want a damn person in there that's over 65. And I say this as somebody that's closer to 65 than 45. Huh? Than than 40. Let's look, go. I let's mean, go with somebody uh, you know, that's young. Damn it. Yeah. No more boomers, right? I mean, look, Biden's so old, he's not even a boomer. He's like a silent generation. Please. I mean, How about literally? If I have to hear about coffee table issues, this son of a gun. The oil prices didn't move from 1929 to 1975. Yet I got to hear about him as if he suffered. He doesn't even know what a recession is. For for God's sakes, he's created the biggest one, and that goes for Trump. I'm dead serious. I want somebody young. I don't want to be married to these old men anymore. Well, look, it's a it's a it's a young man's job. I mean, I, you know, I got to give Trump credit for the rallies that went on for hours standing no, up there. No, I give I do too. I wouldn't have you done know. that. I'm 54. I wouldn't have been up to come out. I mean, yes, I'm saying. I, yeah. mean, I you know, I think George W. Bush would have been gripping the podium cross-eyed. I mean, you know, he wouldn't have been able about, to do it. I, I mean, I want Massey. I want Paul. I want Jim Jordan. I want the outcasts. I want one of them. Why do I have to go through the mill again? I don't want to go through the mill again. And besides this, I want you to just think about this for a minute. And I know there's some great guys on Trump, Team Trump, Trump World. I do. I know there's some good guys. He's the only guy that both Republicans and Democrats agreed to cheat. There's no question in my mind they cheated him. Couldn't have done it without the complacency of the Republican Party. You saw as they s- sat there with two feet in a shoe, hoping he got robbed just as much so they could run against this dimwit in diapers now. Uh, I don't want to go revisit that because they'll cheat him again. That's what I think. Well, he is the ultimate disruptor. The, basically, the number one disruptor we've really had as president since maybe you know Teddy Roosevelt or Andrew Jackson. I, I you know maybe Harry Truman a little bit, but I, I will say that uh, you're probably going to get him again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but I will. I, but I will say this: you're not going to get. You're going to get scorched earth, Trump. Okay. All right. And you're going to get. You're gonna get the, you know, the the bad. He's gonna come from the bowels of hell at these people. It's, it, I mean, that's what you're gonna get. So yeah, and I'm gonna go to your. Up. I'm gonna to go to your forward in your new book, your forward, which says the return of the Obama zombies. These are people who are victimized by the Obama failures. Four hundred percent increase in their insurance premiums. Half the hospitals, half the doctors. Yet when push comes to shove, they're gonna vote for. Democrats, regardless. I live in the sewer of corruption, Chicago. Well, I don't live here. I live in Florida. But I visit here. I have property interests here. I fled here. And no matter what, no matter how bad they get the old Scroogey, they're going to vote for a Democrat. Can we beat them? They've got Hussein in the membrane. And we're <laughs> dealing with the third term right now of Obama. And not, and not even the good Obama. And when I mean good, meaning the, the, the best pedigreed, resumed, left-wing kooks in the country, they all got their shots in Obama term one and term two. What we're dealing with now is the dirty leftovers in some broken Tupperware container that have now scattered throughout the West Wing, and they're finally going to get their bureaucratic shot. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. I love it. The well, people from the trash heap, including old meat puppet, the president. I love that. And listen. I like the book very, very much. I'm looking forward to getting to the end. You know, I could have uh, used a signed one, but all right, I'll take the ones I didn't get that are signed. You know, I got a thing for signed books. I'm in the meantime, I'll sign one and give it to you. I'm looking forward to meeting you face to face, AJ Rice. He's been in the fight since he was a young man. You're only 42. Look what you've accomplished. You started in your 20s. Come on, you run for president. Oh, I started before that. I was driving old people before I could even vote. I was driving old people to go vote for old Bob Dole. Uh, I love that, Bob Dole. 
I like how he talked about himself in the third person. And if you run for president, you make me in charge of arguing with these foreign bastards. Will you please? Because I don't like the money laundering scheme we have going for foreign policy. That was Trump's greatest strong point. That's the kind of stuff I hope he brings back, whether he runs well, I'm or make not. Make you the ambassador to the United Nations if ever that happens. Oh, we'll send you right in there. I love that. Okay, we'll give you a Padron or a, or a Davidoff. We'll send you right in there. Don't worry, I go in there with the Nicaraguan. when I make them confused, and it's still the best cigar. Thank you very much, AJ. What number? Who should? I, what caller should I give your book away to? You name it, AJ Rice. Uh, number uh, three. Number three. We'll get the Woking Dead. It is worth the read. Thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. We'll Appreciate be, it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, all good streaks must come to an end. And there's squirrel hands. What the hell is this, kid? I've never watched The Walking Dead. I'm from uh, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, and they're all walking brain dead to me. Don in Merrillville. Hey, Sean. Uh, just wanted to say, uh, your, your guest touched on it earlier. Uh, all the experts, the so-called experts that surrounded Trump uh, during all this, they're the ones that were advising him to lock down the the country and stuff. Yeah. As far, as far as DeSantis goes, he decided he wasn't going to follow that path, and Trump, and Trump honored that. He didn't go shaking a finger at him saying, no, you got to lock down. Well, he couldn't he let, because he of let federal, DeSantis he, make he, the decision. He, he couldn't because of federalism, number one. That's what a lot of people don't understand. And it wasn't just DeSantis, by the way. It was, it was like 17 states immediately rejected the government abuse and stayed open, which is really phenomenal. And that's why those 17 states are, have a much better economy than Illinois. And so and many. Trump didn't try to. Trump didn't try to lock them down. But he yeah, let, he let them make their own choice. He I, gave them well, the that's, choice. That's the principle of the country. Number one. Number two. Those people. Those those governors are the ones that should be running for president, in my opinion. Because presidents are to be leaders, not followers, and to blame everybody else. Hey, I, I just did what they told me. Well, that's not what we put you in the position to do. But I do understand your position, and here's the good news for you, Don. Well, if he wouldn't have, li- if he if he would have rejected Burks and Fauci and that, you know, the Democrats would have said all the all the people that die from here on in is Trump's fault because he wouldn't listen to the experts. They did that anyway. He had his back against the wall. He was in a lose lose situation, and that's the time to show your courage. But here's the good news for you, Don and Maryville. You are the winner of the Woking Dead. You get it? Honey Bunny, get his information. Tony in Downers Grove. Tom, can you hear me? I could hear you beautifully. Great. So, uh, do you actually think that enough independents are going to come back to Trump? He, he's, he's just too, he just can't stay away from himself. First of all, I say this, I mean, I say he, this and it's a shame. He, uh, I, I know. No, the answer is no, I don't. But, how do we know how to take the temperature of a country that is what well, it's going to look like after after three more years, two and a half more years I, of this idiot? This guy's only been in office a year a and a half. Of, look, at the, this, look, at the, look at what he's done. I know a lot of things can happen. I agree with that. But I, I just don't, I don't see it. And 
I also think, like other people think, I think they're going to run Michelle Obama out there. I want, first of all, I like Trump. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I like. I do too. But I, I like him, man. I like him. I want him to step to the back and be the king maker. Hey, you know, that's what I want him to do. But thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it. But you know, this what we're experiencing now. This is nothing that we didn't see. And the idea that we were hanging our hopes on the on the lack of spending by on Joe Manchin. What are you a nut? Are you some sort of moron? Republicans. Joe Manchin's my guy. Do you not remember? Who was in the back of the limousine with the Klansman, Ed, or, uh, what was his name? Burke? Bird. Robert Bird was Joe Biden and Joe Manchin. So is anybody surprised by this? Senators Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin reaching a deal on the Inflation Reduction Act. Let's get to Elon Roy on the fast line. Who's got the details, Elon? Yeah, that's right, Melissa. This is a surprise announcement from Senators Chuck Schumer Ooh, and Joe a, Manchin. And this package- if you're surprised by this, you're a fracking moron. Fracking in the oil sense, of course. Joe Manchin is a Democrat, an economic illiterate, a clueless, corrupt mafia member of the Democrat Party. They can only exist on more spending. I'm going to hold out. We'll stop the spending. He stepped and fetched for the $1.9 trillion that nobody talks about that led to massive inflation and all the rest of it. Not to mention the corruption in the Democrat mafia. He's just a union, corrupt Piece of dung Democrat. Surprised it took him this long. Not really. Where do you see the grand total? Would essentially impose new taxes on corporations and the wealthy to pay for new spending. Oh, there's a new idea. Let's tax the corporations and the wealthy. Here's the skinny, you stupid son of a dog. The wealthy don't need to earn. The real wealthy don't need to earn. All you're going to do is tax people who need to work and make money. Just like always, this will be felt by the same people who are drowning under the Democrat corruption called inflation. These are the same ones who will pay when they raise the interest rates. You're screwing the same people, those idiots dumb enough to keep voting Democrat. On health care and clean energy. The deal includes a 15% corporate minimum tax on large businesses. Oh, same bull dung, rinse and repeat. Same problem, health care costs. I thought Obama solved that, you stupid idiots. Are you too dumb to realize he's the one that inflated that cost too? And the climate, who's going to make money? All the same American oligarchs. There's Manchin, the hopes of the Republican Party. You know what? The only difference between him and a Republican is the suit tailoring, and that's it. Manchin indicated that could be applied to businesses with about a billion dollars in revenue or more. It would also close the carried interest loophole, step up IRS enforcement. and ele- Hey, is the IRS going to look into Paul Pelosi and his NVIDIA trade? Are they going to look into Joe Manchin? Joe Manchin lives in a multi-million dollar yacht. Joe Manchin never had a job in his miserable existence. The IRS is going to look at That means they're going to use it as a Gestapo against anybody who isn't in on the mafia. And all the Republicans that said Joe Manchin's a good guy. I can't wait to look in you in the face and say, you stupid son of a gun. This is what you get for praising Joe Manchin. While Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices. Oh, there's now, a new altogether, idea. the senators estimate this would raise $739 billion over the next decade. And- so what? So what? The interest on the debt that just got raised by Jerome Powell, the interest on the already debt, that's not even a drop in the bucket. Ooh, $750 billion. So what? That's like what? Five Ukraines? Where's that money going? 
That would go toward paying for $369 billion in energy and climate policies and $64 billion toward extending. Now kiss your master's hand as he slaps you in the face with it. That's what being a Democrat is. Mike, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi there. Um, there is a benefit tonight uh, for the benefits of the uh, 4th of July attack in Highland Park. It's in Highland Park at a tea house owned by uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. How many people were it's shot called... in Highland Park? Uh, a few dozen. 24, two dozen. How many people were shot this weekend in the sewer of Chicago? 65. You caught the one that shot the people in Highland Park in about three and a half hours. How many of the, of, of the shooters of the 65 were caught? Why doesn't Billy Corrigan do something for the people impoverished in the ghetto of Chicago versus the, the, the Democrat donors of Highland Park? I tell you what, if well, I... Got La- they got Larry Ledfoot, the precious mayor. She's yeah. the savior. Come on. Yeah, well, I tell you what. <laughs> I saw the Corrigan story. He's going to do the benefit in Highland Park. Clearly, it's a tragedy. But it's no more a tragedy than the 65 people who will go nameless and their shooters will never be caught because those are the fungible affordable losses of the Democrat mafia. They don't matter. Have a benefit for the donors. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I had high hopes. High hopes during the Trump administration, greatest foreign policy president for the last hundred years, bar none, had some wonderful, wonderful instincts, instincts like this. How many cases were here when I issued the ban? Did you know no, no, no. You have to do your research. How many? I did my research. On the 23rd of March, you said you knew this was going to be a pandemic. Can I tell you what? Well, I did know it. I did know it. All I have to do is look. So you knew All, anybody knew it. Just Are you ready? How many cases were in the United States when I did my ban? How many people had died in the United States? Zero. Keep your voice down, please. Keep your voice down. How many, how many, how many cases were in the United States? I did a ban where I'm closing up the entire country. How many people died? How many people died in the United States? And yet I closed up the country and I believe there were no deaths. There were none. Zero deaths at the time I closed up the country. Nobody was there. And you should say thank you very much for good judgment. And that's right. And he should have used that good judgment to understand he was never going to appease the corrupt fascist media that now hides the fact that twice the amount of people have died under diapers Biden. Twice. Here we are, three years, two and a half years, twice infected, twice dead than a year ago. That same media will cover that up. So... Trump should have known that when it came to shutting down the economy. You were never going to get the blessing of a corrupt media. You were never going to get that a boy of the Democrat mafia who needed the shutdown because they knew during the reinstatement of an economy it would be remade. They'll call it new normal. And before you know it, we'll be diverting billions and billions and billions of dollars, in fact, trillion dollar bills, and it'll be called helping the American people. Trump needed to know that. He didn't. Now, whoever wins or whoever runs is going to have to know never, ever did the American government even have the authority, the ability to shut down the economy. Jane Rockford. Hi, Sean. Love your show. Thank you, Jane. I just 
And I love President Trump. Me too. Um, I guess I just want to go to bat, bat for him and say that I work in healthcare. Um, I work in the lab, so I kind of understand viruses and that. And I, I feel like in the very beginning, we, he didn't know what we were dealing with. None of us really did. Um, I do too. And, but but here's and so the thing. I think maybe that's why he did it. And, and I agree with you. It was the wrong thing to do. Um, I, I want like him that was probably the impetus. I want him to be involved. I want him to be a kingmaker. But you're fighting an opponent that is going to run against fixing the problems with health care. And they're the stupid son of a guns that broke it 12 years ago because they needed control. And nobody knows that better than you. How are yeah, you going to how are you going to run against a mafia of people? that will step and fetch to the very abusers that broke our health care system and forever change it. They're Democrats. They're zombies. They're mindless. They just want to have the, the illusion of authority and safety. That's all they want. We can't beat them with, with a guy who they openly, and not only they, but half of the Republicans want to see Lewis. How are you going to win again? I hope I'm wrong, Jane. But we need to understand the zombies we're against. It's a corrupt mafia, not a political party. Trump should have never bent the knee and gave them what they wanted. That's my opinion. We'll be back in 21 hours to discuss it. I hope you will be here with me. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.